Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen, episode 20, The Rapture, part two. So if you go back and look at uh, or listen to part one, uh, I defined what the rapture was in modern terminology. It's the Christian idea that uh, when the end of the world comes, God is going to rapture his people, take them to heaven. So the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who are alive and remain shall meet the Lord in the air. And it's this modern idea that God is going to spare us from the seven-year tribulation period by taking Christians out of the world so we do not have to suffer. Then we went into Bible verses uh, explaining that the common verses that are used for that are actually talking about meeting the Lord to usher him to earth as our conquering hero. And it's actually referring to his second coming not him just coming to meet us and whisk us away to heaven and then wait seven years. It's his actual second coming when he comes down to the earth at the end of the seven-year tribulation and destroys the enemy, the armies of the world. So the culmination of all of that was uh, Revelations 20 that explains that the first resurrection of Christians in the world will happen right before the thousand-year reign of Christ. So that's in Revelations 20. So here's the basic timeline. We have our church age, which is the present, uh, typically typically called the age of grace, um, after Jesus Christ paid for our sins on the cross. And now because of that grace, where we don't have to pay for our own sins, we are living in this church age. We don't know when it's going to end. At some point, there's going to be a seven-year tribulation. At the end of that time, the armies of the world will unite against Israel and against Israel's God that they will recognize as Jesus Christ. And there will be a great battle, the battle of Armageddon. When Jesus comes to defeat the armies of the world there, that is the Christ's second coming. And he will reign for a thousand years. So the first resurrection happens to meet him there when he comes to destroy the armies of the world. After that is done, Satan will be loosed for a season. The Bible doesn't say how long that is. And he will gather the armies of the world who have chosen not to follow God during that thousand-year reign. And they will go to battle a final time where then God destroys Satan, the battle of Gog and Magog. When Satan is finally destroyed and cast into hell, this is where you have the second resurrection of the dead for the judgment, the great white throne judgment. And this is where God says, hey, if you're not in the book of life, sorry, you didn't choose heaven, you didn't choose God, so you're going to hell. So keep in mind that that is a human choice to reject the offer of heaven and Jesus Christ. It is not that God is sending people to hell. Everyone is destined to hell because of their sin nature. You can't get into a perfect heaven, but God has offered us a way out of hell and he's extended that gift of eternal life if we just take it. So today what we're going to cover is just the three key passages um, in the Bible that teach that there is no rapture as modern day Christians understand it. First passage that goes into the what the resurrection is or this rapture of Christians is Revelations 21 through 5. This happens right after Revelations 19 the battle of Armageddon. Verse one says, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years. 
and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So this is the point at which God wins, throws Satan into the pit and is about to begin his thousand year reign. So let's pick it up in verse four, Revelations 20, verse four. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Bam. That's it. It is only those who were martyred for God during the seven-year period. The souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus who did not worship the beast or his image and had not received his mark, the 666, in their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now look at verse 5. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So the Bible clearly says the first resurrection of Christians happens right before the thousand-year reign of Christ because those martyred Christians during that seven-year period of tribulation are going to receive a reward of reigning with Christ on earth for a thousand years. A very limited number of Christians, if you consider the entire span of humankind. That is the first resurrection. So that makes it very clear. Read Revelations 20, verse 1 through 5 for yourself, and you will see that in verse 4 and 5 especially. Now, there's another passage that talks about both resurrections, this first one and the final one. That's in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 26. It says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept or died. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. The first resurrection will be at his second coming. Then verse 24, it says, Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. This is the battle of Armageddon, when Jesus puts down all rule, authority, and power and delivers the kingdom of earth to God to reign for a thousand years, right? Verse 25, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. There it is again. And then verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. There will be no more death. This is the second resurrection. So in that passage, it's very clear there's a first resurrection, there's a thousand year reign of Christ, and then there's a second resurrection. So again, that's 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23 is the first resurrection, verse 25 is the thousand-year reign, verse 26 is the second resurrection. All right, and then to make it more clear, the final passage I wanted to cover is the second rev, uh, resurrection of the dead, and that is Revelations 20, verse 7 through 15. And it says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And he shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. 
And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened. After the thousand year reign, after the battle of Gog and Magog, Satan is defeated for the final time. And then you have this resurrection of the dead and they stand before God for judgment. Notice it said the great white throne. So you'll hear this referred to as the great white throne judgment. So verse 12, and I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things were, which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's your second resurrection for judgment for all those who were not martyred during the seven-year tribulation. So you have both the saved and the unsaved, everyone is judged for their works. The Bible tells us in other places, you're judged for what you think, what you say, and what you do, and everyone will be judged. Then God opens that second book, which is the book of life. And those who decided to accept Jesus Christ's free gift to enter heaven, their sins are wiped away because they're written in that book of life. And those who rejected this free offer of heaven are cast into the lake of fire. So that's the end. It's not that God punishes people or, or condemns people to hell. Everyone, based on their works, is condemned to hell. But if you choose to accept the free gift, you get written in the book of life and you don't have to go to hell. So that's the joy and the hope of Jesus Christ and the hope of heaven. And that's the beauty of the resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead... We just had Easter, which is a celebration of Jesus rising from the dead. It is proof that he can overcome death and even the second death in the lake of fire. And so if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we will take part in that resurrection and end up in heaven. Thanks for listening. I welcome any comments, and I'll be glad to go into more detail on some of these verses if you um, would email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And until next time, God bless you.